We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. While much of our focus in 2020 was on the pandemic, DuPage County was also dealing with a rise in crime that not only included violence, but also such things as financial crimes, identity theft, and elder abuse. DuPage County State Attorney Robert Berlin joins us to talk about what's being done about all of those issues. I'm Jim Goodis, sitting in this week for political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. DuPage County State's Attorney Robert Berlin, thanks so much for joining us. And let's begin our conversation by looking back at 2020 and getting a sense of just what the crime situation was in DuPage County. So in terms of the total number of cases, uh, I think we're probably going to be down a little bit just because of the pandemic. But what we have seen, unfortunately, is a significant increase in violent crime. Uh, And just taking uh, certain crimes, for example, carjackings. Uh, our carjackings are up 50% so far in 2020 uh, compared to where they were in 2019. Our armed robberies, uh, and these are cases I'm talking about that we've actually charged. So far in 2020, uh, we've charged 33 compared to 22 in 2019. That's also a 50% increase. Uh, burglaries uh, continue to be an issue. Uh, They're actually, since uh, 2016, they're up 82% uh, in DuPage County. Uh, And identity theft is is another increase that we've seen. Uh, We saw a 37% increase in identity theft between 2016 and 2019. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, we're dealing with uh, a significant increase in violent crime here in DuPage. And why is that? What's the reason that violent crime is on the rise in DuPage? Well, I I do think there's a correlation of what we're seeing in the city of Chicago. Uh, Chicago, so far, uh, their, their murders and shootings are up this year compared to where they were last year. And I know the carjackings uh, already are double, more than double, what they were in 2019. Uh, When there's an increase in crime in Cook County, unfortunately, it spills over uh, into uh, the neighboring county of DuPage. Uh, And I would say that more than half of our felonies now are committed by offenders that don't live in DuPage County. Uh, So unfortunately, uh, you know, we've seen that increase here. So 
what can be done in DuPage? What is being done in DuPage to try to curb that problem? And in particular, that cross-border issue? So I think it's a, it's a twofold approach. Um, the, the first thing is, uh, you know, we want to be proactive uh, and we want to try and reduce crime before it happens. Uh, so that that means more drug treatment. That means more diversion for low-level offenses for nonviolent crime, uh, because those programs work. Things like mental health court, drug court, uh, our focus court, which stands for first offender call, unified for success. Those are our programs that actually reduce crime, and we get much better outcomes. They prevent people from committing violent crimes. But on the other uh, hand, when it comes to violent crime, uh, we have to and we will continue to aggressively prosecute those cases uh, because those are the cases that destroy communities. They have a huge impact on communities. And uh, these people need to be prosecuted uh, and they need to be held accountable uh, for their actions, which means going to prison for uh, significant periods of time. Now, your office has taken some steps and shifted some resources to address these issues. Tell me what you've done. We have. So fortunately, uh, our DuPage County Board uh, just recently approved funding for two additional assistant state's attorneys to deal with the violent crime increase. So I have created a violent crimes unit, which will be dedicated uh, to prosecuting these kinds of cases, the carjackings, the armed robberies, uh, criminal sexual assaults, uh, and shootings, uh, as well as uh, gang crimes. So I put uh, another assistant state's attorney into our gang crimes unit. Uh, so now there's two attorneys in that unit. Um, created the, the violent crimes unit, and then I also added a assistant state's attorney into our public integrity unit, which handles financial crimes as well, as well as uh, physical and uh, uh, financial abuse cases against seniors. And then I reallocated an assistant state's attorney into our focus courtroom. So now we have a three three attorneys in the focus courtroom, uh, and there's over 1,200 cases uh, pending in that room. And again, the idea there is treatment, uh, drug treatment, uh, and hopefully for all of these people in that courtroom, uh, a, a dismissal and an expungement. Now, we've talked about the rise in violent crime in DuPage. What's the message for DuPage County residents? Well, DuPage County is still a great place to live. It's a safe community. It's a safe place to uh, raise a family, to work. Um, that being said, uh, with the increase in violent crime, uh, the, the message is that we take it seriously and that this is a priority. Uh, 75, almost 75% of the voters in the recent election uh, here in DuPage County uh, voted yes that uh, on the question of whether public safety should be the number one budgeting priority. Uh, to me, that sends a message that uh, this is what people in this community want. And the message from this office is we will prosecute these violent crimes and we will do everything we can to keep people in this community safe. Is there something more that your office needs or that the county needs in order to help 
achieve this mission of reducing crime, reducing violent crime? Is there more that you need, or do you have the resources you Well, need? I think here in DuPage County, uh, we have the resources we need. Uh, when we look at, uh, you know, a regional or at the, at the state level, uh, I think we need to invest more in programs like high-quality preschool, uh, programs like after-school care, uh, which uh, have a proven track record of success. Uh, I am a member of Fight Crime Invest in Kids, which is a group made up of prosecutors, police chiefs, and sheriffs uh, across the state of Illinois. And we advocate for funding for these kinds of programs uh, because the research shows that when you uh, put the money uh, up front, uh, it actually pays dividends down the road. And you do reduce crime and, and you really have better outcomes for a, a lot of these um, young people uh, and, and get them on the right track. So I think that's an important component as well. Are you sensing at all, though, a difficulty in getting those necessary resources in part because of the financial difficulties that all levels of government are facing right now because of COVID-19? Well, uh, of course, uh, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, we have been uh, pretty successful uh, the last couple of years, uh, keeping the funding at least at the same level. Uh, and of course, uh, realizing the, the challenges uh, that the state of Illinois faces, uh, we're hopeful uh, that that funding is going to remain there or increase. Uh, and again, it's it's the idea of uh, paying now, uh, but receiving those dividends later on. Let's shift for a moment to identity theft, elder abuse, financial theft. Let's talk a little bit more about what your office is doing on those fronts and and how you're working to protect people because it, this is not a problem that's isolated to DuPage. It seems all of us, no matter where you live, have this issue. These, these, these issues have been increasing. And let's talk a little bit more about what we can do to help prevent them, to help reduce them, and to protect people and how people can protect themselves too. Sure, so as I stated earlier, uh, our identity theft cases are up 37% uh, over the last three years. I've, I've put an additional attorney into that unit uh, and uh, we work with all of the police departments in this county to investigate these cases uh, and charge the ones that we can prove. Uh, they're labor-intensive. Uh, a financial case involves uh, a number of grand jury subpoenas, typically, uh, in reviewing sometimes boxes and boxes of bank records. Uh, but we have experienced investigators in this office, uh, most of whom uh, are former police officers. And uh, I think we do a great job of uh, investigating and prosecuting these cases, uh, trying to protect people. Uh, you know, we're we're in a, a, a society now where criminals uh, can commit these crimes without leaving their desk. They sit on a computer, uh, and as we've seen recently, uh, there's there's they're able to hack into certain networks, uh, and it's very easy to move money from one place to another. So it it remains a priority uh, in this office. 
in regards to uh, seniors, um, you know, they, they are vulnerable uh, historically to these types of crimes. And we have, uh, we have presented uh, to them. Uh, we've, we've spoken at seminars uh, trying to, to tell them things that they can do to protect themselves. And really all people can do certain things to protect themselves. And that is don't respond to emails uh, where you don't recognize where the email is coming from. Never share your personal or financial information uh, with anyone unless you truly know who they are and you can trust them. Uh, you know, tear up uh, your mail uh, when you're done reading it, anything that has your name or address on it, uh, and just be careful, uh, you know, with your personal identifying information, your social security number, your birth date. Be very careful uh, who you share that with, uh, and you really can reduce uh, your chances of becoming a victim. Is this one of those crimes where some people think, well, that won't happen to me, or I'm smart, I, I'll be careful and I'll watch out, and, and suddenly, much to their surprise, they are a victim. Is, is this something that everyone, regardless of the risk level that they think they face, needs to really pay attention to? And and I, I agree. Uh, you know, we take it for granted. We, everyone kind of goes about their day-to-day -day activities um, and, you, you know, we're not thinking of being a victim uh, every morning that we wake up. Uh, but it is something that uh, everyone really does need to think about. And as I said, there there's certain things you can do um, that really don't take a lot of time. They're not a huge inconvenience. Uh, but by being careful uh, and looking out for yourself, you really can reduce your chances of becoming a victim. You're listening to Ad Issue on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. Our guest this week is DuPage County State's Attorney Robert Berlin. And let's circle back to the violent crime issue and the fact that, as you say, some of this is a result of spillover from Chicago and Cook County. You've talked about what DuPage County is doing in terms of dealing with this. Let's talk a little bit more about what needs to be done from outside of DuPage County in order to help you deal with this issue and to reduce the crime that's coming in from outside of the county? Well, look, um, I think that uh, all of us in, in law enforcement really need to concentrate on violent crime. Uh, and uh, fortunately, we have in the past year uh, received help uh, from our federal partners. Uh, Operation Legend uh, was started back in July, uh, uh, July 22nd of this year, and uh, the U.S. Attorney has charged over 260 firearm cases uh, in the Northern District of Illinois uh, as of September 30th. So uh, I think we, we need to, uh, hopefully that continues. Uh, they've been a great partner. Uh, it's been great to work with them. Uh, but I think all of us uh, uh, here, obviously in Cook County, but in all of the collar counties, the focus really needs to be on violent crime. Uh, because I do firmly believe uh, that when we prosecute these cases and we hold people accountable, it makes a difference. And it does serve uh, as a deterrent to others uh, when people know that there's consequences for their actions. Is there something more that, say, Cook County or Chicago 
could be doing to help alleviate the problem that is spilling over into DuPage? Well, you know, obviously, uh, it, it's a complicated uh, issue. Uh, you know, what we're seeing uh, with the Chicago Police Department and, and their relationships uh, within the community. Uh, and we've, we've heard and we've seen a lot of talk of reform. Uh, and I'm confident that when those reforms actually take place, we will see an improvement. Um, you know, the overwhelming majority of police officers, including the police officers in Chicago, uh, they work very hard to do the right thing. Uh, and as I said before, it has an impact on what happens here. Uh, but I'm confident uh, that these reforms uh, will take place and we will see an improvement uh, in the number of cases uh, that are cleared and closed uh, by arrest and prosecution. Speaking of reform, that, of course, was a major issue in the year of 2020, police reform and justice system reform. And if you could, give me a picture of what that effort entails in DuPage County. You know, we have here in DuPage, uh, I meet with uh, our police chiefs every month. Uh, we have a, at least one meeting a month, uh, and we always have a speaker, a guest speaker, to uh, talk about different issues. Uh, but I'm constantly updating them. Uh, twice a year, we do a training here in the state attorney's office, not just for the police chiefs, uh, but really for uh, officers that are on the street, detectives, uh, patrol officers. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have as many as 200 officers attend these trainings. And, uh, you know, we update them on what the laws are, uh, what changes uh, we have seen, um, and we try and keep them uh, abreast of the latest developments in the law um, and keep them as professional as possible. Uh, you know, our, our CIT training, crisis intervention training, uh, our sheriff, Jim Mendrick, uh, actually started a couple of years ago uh, he got this program approved, and he has trained, uh, I believe it's about 40% now, of all of the police officers in DuPage County on crisis intervention. Those kinds of programs have a huge difference uh, in the community. They reduce arrests. They reduce uh, injuries to officers. Uh, and uh, many cases uh, where an individual may be experiencing a mental health crisis are handled outside of the criminal justice system, which is how they should be handled. So I think we're, we've made great progress uh, in uh, police reform uh, here in DuPage. I think our police departments in this county uh, are some of the most professional in the state of Illinois. And I think that's what the people in this county demand. You mentioned 40% now already have received this training. Is there already evidence that it is working, that it is making a difference, that it is bringing about the reform that you and the sheriff are seeking? Oh, I think so. Uh, I, I don't have exact numbers, but just in my conversations with the police chiefs and with the sheriff, uh, I know it's working. I know that there are a number of cases and individuals where we've been able to get them into uh, treatment, where they can get the treatment they need 
as opposed to cycling them through the criminal justice system, uh, which is really a waste of those resources. You know, we, we have limited resources, and we really uh, have to be careful about uh, where we apply them. And as I said earlier, the focus really needs to be on violent crime. Speaking of resources, as you know, uh, many critics of police have suggested defunding the police, whether it be diverting some resources or in some cases perhaps more from police to other programs. Is this a way of doing that? Is this an alternative to that? Uh, And is there ever a, a case that could be made where the funding that police are getting right now in DuPage County could in some way be diverted to other programs? Uh, I don't think so. I'm, I don't believe uh, in defunding the police or diverting uh, the money uh, and resources that they receive. I think that they should get more resources. And I think in, on top of that, yes, we should be putting more money into some of these uh, social service programs, uh, but not diverting money from the police. We're asking our police to do a lot more. We want them trained better, as they should be, uh, but that costs money, and it takes time. So I think that is, uh, that's a priority. And again, almost 75% of the voters in DuPage County agreed that should be the number one priority. So I say give the police more resources. Another area of reform that has been discussed, but not to the level Uh, that others have in 2020 has been reforming the bail system in Illinois. Some claim that it's uh, unfair to those of lower income or that it results in more incarcerations than are necessary. What's your feeling on bail reform? I know this has been a topic that you have been working on for some time. Where do we stand right now in terms of bail reform? Are are we where we need to be or what do we need to do to make it? a more effective and equitable system? So it's a great question. We're not where we need to be. Uh, We uh, just just a few years ago, uh, Illinois instituted uh, some bail reform, a bail reform law that divided offenses into category A and and category B offenses, your category A being your more serious ones. Uh, The category B offenses, uh, almost all of those our recognizance bonds or or bonds that get reduced by $30 a day. After that happened, we have seen a huge increase here in DuPage County in failures to appear. And we have a lot of defendants out there, some charged with serious crimes like robbery, child pornography, burglary, and they don't show up in court. And when that happens, we have to issue a warrant and everyone loses. There's no justice, the victims lose, the community loses, and many of these uh, offenders don't get the help uh, that they can get through the criminal justice system. So we do need reform. We have to have a system in place that holds those offenders in custody charged with very serious crimes. Uh, We have seen just in the the past year, uh, and I, I could go through a list of armed robberies or carjackings where the defendants were out on bond on other cases. Uh, and had they been held in custody, obviously those crimes would have been prevented. So in regards to cash bail, 
we do need a different system. And, uh, you know, there is a lot of talk about eliminating cash entirely. Uh, the State's Attorneys Association in Illinois, of which I'm a member of, has taken a position. We're not necessarily opposed to the elimination of cash bail, uh, but uh, we have asked that anyone charged with a forcible felony, uh, there should be a presumption that they should be detained without bail pending their trial. Those are the people we want detained uh, awaiting trial, the violent criminals, uh, the, 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 cr the people who commit the crimes that really destroy communities. And the other people, uh, we want them. They should be out on bond. They have a constitutional right to be out on bond. So we're, we just have to come up with a law that uh, really balances uh, all of those factors. Well, legislative solution is certainly something that everyone is talking about. But does that legislative solution need to give judges more latitude in deciding bail in the sense that they are familiar with the individual case, with the crime involved, with the individual who's charged, as opposed to having a law that sets limits, and therefore, is it an issue where sometimes, depending on how the law is written, the judge may be so limited in how he or she issues bail or, or decides on bail? Uh, is it something that it needs to be a balance, and, and is it enough of a balance right now, the way things are going, between a legislative mandate and judicial review? I agree uh, that judges should have discretion. Uh, we we rely on our judges. Uh, they're they're the fact finders. They hear the facts. They hear the arguments from both sides. They need more discretion in setting bail and setting the appropriate bail in a particular case. There's a lot of talk about what they call a risk assessment tool, uh, and some other states are using these tools. Uh, but that's a tool. There's certain questions that are asked. And, and they come up with a number. Uh, and I don't believe a judge should be bound by that number. It should be one factor that they consider, along with many factors. But yes, judges should have discretion in the type of bond that is set in a particular case and what the conditions of bail are. Absolutely. And in the proposals that you're seeing right now, are judges getting enough Discretion? Well, uh, there's different proposals that are out there, and I know that uh, there's going to be more that will be coming uh, in the upcoming legislative session. So, uh, you know, we're really going to have to see uh, what the language is. Uh, and, you know, the state's attorneys have been uh, involved. We have a seat at the table. We, uh, we have a legislative committee. And we have uh, been very active in letting uh, our voice be known uh, when it comes to these types of, of bills uh, before they're enacted. And before we wrap up this edition of Ad Issue, I just want to give you a chance to talk about what DuPage County residents should expect in 2021 in terms of the efforts to make the county as safe as possible, protect them, and to deal with the issues of violent crime and others that we have discussed during this broadcast? So what they should expect is uh, 
taking and protecting, taking care of and protecting victims. Uh, that's what we uh, are, uh, have a reputation for in this county, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Victims of crime will be represented by the best lawyers, uh, and that's what they deserve. The, uh, you know, violent crime costs society billions and billions of dollars a year, and it has a huge impact on the community. So in 2021, hopefully, we will uh, be back in court. Hopefully, we'll start trying uh, the backlog of cases uh, that we have due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But we will continue to do everything we can to protect uh, the people in DuPage County. Uh, everyone, no matter where you live, everyone has a right uh, to live the way they want to live, to live in a in a community where they can feel free uh, to walk down the street and feel safe, feel free to go to work, uh, feel safe when they go to school. Um, that's important. And uh, the violent crime that we've seen really affects that quality of life. And we are going to uh, really do everything we can uh, to keep people safe here in DuPage County. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of Ad Issue, and our thanks to DuPage County State's Attorney Robert Berlin for being our guest. If you would like a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website at wbbmnewsradio.com. You'll also find our podcasts on radio.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of Ad Issue. For political editor Craig Delamore, I'm Jim Goodis, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.